0: radio personality, Deborah Honeycutt, revealing stories from the red carpet to parenthood, all on three hours of sleep. Doctors recommend eight hours of sleep nightly for proper brain function. Anything less could cause mental function. And now here's your host, Deborah Honeycutt. Welcome to Deborah Honeycutt on 3 Hours of Sleep. How are you doing? Thank you for going along this journey with me and um, trying to do something a little bit new for me. I mean, I've, I've been on the radio for almost 30 years now, but doing podcasting is... Little bit different. I don't have my co-hosts here to make me laugh like they always do. And of course, uh, when I make mistakes, there's no one to make fun of me. But that's ok. So again, the podcast Deborah Honeycut on three Hours of Sleep. If you want the first couple of chapters of the book that I'm writing, get those for free by going to Deborah Honeycut Media on Instagram. There's a link in the bio. Um, and if you just click on that, uh, I'll send you those a couple of chapters absolutely free. And the book, of course, is titled, Is This Thing On? And I'll be able to also keep you updated on uh, when that book will be completed. I've had a couple of people ask me that. And I'm doing my best to continue writing any chance that I, I get some free time. Today's episode, That Stranger You Will Never Forget, because we all have one. And for me and my family, it was a woman who was having dinner at the same restaurant we were dining at for my son's. 12th or 13th birthday. This is the son that I was talking about in episode one, who who moved to college a year and a half ago, and it was kind of a hot mess moment for me. Everybody's doing fine now, by the way. But we were celebrating his birthday, and it was a tradition in our family we would always go to these hibachi restaurants, usually the same one. And you know how that goes when you walk in with a family of, we're a family of four. I think he had taken a, a good friend of his for his birthday dinner. So we had five people in our party, and then they had seated three other people nearby, you know, at our table. And sometimes, you know, you talk and say hello, but usually you mind your own business. Now, before the dinner, I remember telling my son, you need to dress a little bit nicer. You know, he was wearing one of of those NBA basketball jerseys. And it's one of those pick your battle type things. It's his birthday. I don't want to make it a big deal. I would have rather him wear something different, but I, I let it go. So we're sitting there and this nice lady is one of the other three people sitting at our table just around the corner and looks like a lovely lady. She reminded me a lot of my grandmother, my grandma Evie that I talk about quite a bit. She was dressed to kill. She had this cute, beautiful sweater on with little floral appliques around the neck. She had her earrings, little hoop earrings on. Um, Her makeup was all done. Her hair was, was done nicely. And I remember thinking, what a sweet lady. Well, at one point, she and I connected, our eyes locked. I saw her smile at me and I smiled back. And I remember telling my husband, I wonder if she remembers doing things like this when she had young children, you know, birthday celebrations for your kids and taking them out to dinner. And She was there with, I'm assuming, a daughter and a son or maybe daughter and daughter's husband, maybe son-in-law. And we went about our business. It was pretty uneventful. Um, I remember my son said, I'd rather you not have them come out and do the big birthday singing. He was a little bit shy at that time and uh, didn't want any part of that. So we're sitting there and at the end of our dinner, I felt someone tap me on the shoulder. So I turned around and there stood this sweet, lovely lady that I had exchanged smiles with earlier. And I do remember this. She had this floral scent. So she had this perfume that she was wearing. She told me that my name is Mary Lou. And she said, Do you mind if I give this to your son? And she was holding a $5 bill. Now you can imagine how surprised I was. She didn't know my son. And here she was offering a small gift. A token to say happy birthday and enjoy your celebration. Of course, I wasn't going to tell her no. And before she took it over to him, she leaned down and whispered in my ear, We're building a nation kid by kid. And cue the tears. I had tears in my eyes. I'm sentimental anyway, but what a sweet gesture. And I said to the adult lady with her, I said, Mary Lou could not be any kinder. And she said, That's who she is. That's what she does. She pays it forward. And It was a great lesson for my family. And again, my son is going to turn 20 this summer. We still talk about Mary Lou. And I asked if Mary Lou would mind taking a picture with my oldest son, she was happy to do so. And I still have that photo on my phone. I've never had an experience like it. I just thought it was the kindest thing, completely unnecessary, but yet she felt called to do it. And we talked all the way home about how that's what life is all about, doing for other people. And of course, uh, being on the radio, I, I shared Mary Lou's picture with my son, posing together, of course, him wearing his NBA birthday jersey and Mary Lou looking like she's ready to go out to a, a cabaret. And it was such a sweet moment that I wanted everyone else to know about it. And the comments that we received back were touching as well. Listen to some of these. Uh, what a nice lady. How sweet. Thank you so much, Mary Lou. We need good kids to keep this nation going strong. What a nice and observant lady Mary Lou must be. What a blessing. What an awesome person she must be. Wow, just wow, how sweet. Anyways, I I love the fact that Mary Lou did that and I have never forgotten her. Believe it or not, I have tried finding her, just to follow up with her and say, I wish you knew what an impact that had. And I have not been able to locate her. Of course, all I know is her name is Mary Lou and have, I have her picture and I tried, you know, doing some research that way and, and uh, that was to no avail. We have never forgotten Mary Lou. Something about her touched my heart. Same goes with a gentleman by the name of Mike. And Mike was the Bellman in Chicago when we took a family trip there for a fall break. This was several years back. Our kids were little. You know, I now have a sophomore in college and a sophomore in high school. Mike the Bellman was just very animated and he paid very close attention to the families that checked in as guests at the hotel. And for whatever reason, what he would say to us as we walked through the hotel, if we were coming back from dinner or maybe we'd been out shopping, he was always smiling, always happy. And he always said, well, here comes the Honeycutt family. And I don't know what it was about that, but my kids loved it. And one of my sons thought he hung the moon. So once we checked out and we returned home months later, my son's class was assigned a Flat Stanley project. And you know Flat Stanley. Flat Stanley that flat character that your child sends to a friend or a relative, and then that person photographs Flat Stanley visiting landmarks in their city, and then they send it back, you know, and the kids can all share with other students and and display um, the adventures of their Flat Stanley. And some kids send it to grandma, uh, some kids send it to a person that they know with a cool job. Well, my son was so impressed with Mike the Bellman that he asked if we could send Flat Stanley to him. And of course, as a mother, I'm thinking, what if he doesn't respond? You know, I'm sure Mike the Bellman has millions of other things he'd rather be doing than a project for a family he knew for three days. I didn't know what to do. And it had been a couple of months. So I didn't even know if he still worked in that hotel. I didn't have a last name. So I contacted the hotel manager and he confirmed that, yes, Mike the Bellman was still indeed an employee and that he would give him my message. But then I still didn't think I would hear back because, like I said, He's probably a busy guy. And I didn't know if he didn't have kids of his own, but may not have been interested. And then Mike the Bellman sent me an email and he said he would be happy to receive Flat Stanley from my son. And we sent it off. We got Flat Stanley back. And he had quite the adventure when he was in Chicago. Um, My son's Flat Stanley was placed inside the popcorn machine at the local movie theater. Uh, Mike the Bellman showed Flat Stanley eating Chicago-style deep dish pizza. You know, and I'm pretty sure Flat Stanley was afraid of heights, but he also took him out to the sky deck at the Sears Tower there in Chicago, which is the coolest. I think it's called something else now. But So he had quite the photo display um, when he sent Flat Stanley back. I also think Flat Stanley got stuck in traffic, if I remember correctly, and who doesn't when you go to Chicago? It was awesome. So every time we think of Chicago, we think of Mike the Bellman and how he helped the class project when we didn't even know him that well. Talk about a stranger you will never forget. He was definitely one of them. Okay, I only plan to share those two strangers, Mary Lou and Mike the Bellman. There's a third stranger that I'll never forget based on his reaction, and it's because of me, of course, but I will share it because I'm an open book. I have never forgotten this. I was newly married. And when you're newly married, not that $50 is not a big deal now, it's a big deal. But when you're newly married, it's a really big deal. It's your gas money, it's groceries. And I had laid a $50 bill after you know coming home from the bank on the kitchen table. And before I knew it, Greg was asking me where it was and I didn't see it there any longer. Well, we had a black lab at the time and it turns out that Darby, our black lab, well, she ate it. Like I said, we're newlyweds, trying to budget, we freaked out. You know, we needed that $50. So I followed Darby around for a good day. I mean, I was frantic. And Greg said, "Well, what are you going to do when you see it a little bit later, if you know what I mean?" And I said, "I'm I'm going to get it." And of course, he was thinking, "I am not touching it. Like this is all you. This is your job. You take care of it." I called the bank. Believe it or not, the bank told me if I get the serial number intact, that they would replace it. (laughs) I don't want to be the person at the bank in charge of that. No, thank you. But hey, it was 50 bucks to me and it was worth it. So I waited until Darby needed to, you know, do her business. And I'm out in the front yard. Of course, it wasn't in the back. It should have been in the back. It was in the front yard. And um, I waited for things to appear and there it was. And lo and behold, um, there's some green in there. And so I grabbed two two twigs. I remember this, gosh, so clearly. So this is like, I don't know, 21 years ago. I'm sitting at the end of my driveway, right there where the curb is. And I've got her um, poop, I mean, for lack of a better word, and my two twigs. And I'm just about to slice into it, almost like it's a steak, when I hear this rumble. And I look up, and it's my UPS driver. He had just pulled to a stop right in front of my home. I mean, I could not have timed this any better. And I remember his face. He looked at me with the widest eyes. And I know he had so many questions. I realized no words could really explain what exactly I was doing. I mean, it's not normal. I recognize that. And so I just simply mumbled something like, don't ask. And he didn't. In fact, he was so quick to drop off the package and then he jumped back on his truck. But the look on his face said it all. And I mean it when I say I don't remember seeing him twice after that. I'm sure he was like, look, wacko over on Discovery Drive, digs through poop, not going there any longer. More importantly, I did all that embarrassing myself, but so laser focused on getting that $50 bill back that the serial number was not intact. So I did all that for nothing completely threw away my pride, and I was still $50 in the hole. You know, I shouldn't be surprised, as I often say in in text messages to my sisters, this is my life, because something like this, along these lines, always happens. You know what, and I quit fighting it a long time ago. I just embrace it and say, hey, it's who I am, and you gotta laugh at it. That's it for today. Next week, I want you to join me, because we're gonna talk about that interview I did in New York City with Luke Bryan, and what went terribly wrong. In fact, why bad luck seems to be the theme when it involves Luke Bryan and myself. Thanks for being here. Be sure to follow Deborah Honeycutt Media on Instagram. You can grab two free chapters of the book I'm writing where I pull back the curtain in country radio for the past 25 years. The link to get those free chapters is in my bio there at Deborah Honeycutt Media on Instagram. Do something for someone else today, just like Mary Lou. Hope you have a great day.